Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to South Africa on 99.94 Cricket. Uh, we are talking World Cup T20 and we're also going to talk about uh, South Africa's domestic T20 competition, which is going on at the same time. I'm Neil Manthorpe. My co-host is uh, Longani Zama. Uh, South Africa on 99.94 is your new home for South African content. We'll be dropping into your podcast feed and on YouTube several times every week. So do please rate, review and uh, subscribe. Also, if you get a chance, do check out the new Mitch Johnson show where the former Aussie quick talks about his life in and out of cricket. Uh, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. So uh, thanks once again for joining the conversation. Um, like Sam's, the first thing to say is that uh, a lot of people with an all too familiar predictability at this stage of a World Cup are now saying, oh, South Africa look good. This could be the year. South Africa, red hot favourites now. Um, they've got two games to go. Pakistan, um, you always thought might be problematic. Of course, it might be less so if they didn't have a chance of reaching the semi-finals themselves, but they, they do still have an outside mathemat- mathematical chance. I think there will have to be some rain involved. Um, but right now, I really don't think for a moment that anybody in that South African camp will be thinking we can afford to lose to Pakistan and still beat the Netherlands comprehensively um, and, we went and we're in the semi-finals. I mean, they must be absolutely pumped full of confidence at the moment. Yeah, it's it's a good place to be. Um, there's a lot of confidence going to that team and a lot of clarity of role. Um, it is always a risk when you you pick you know five specialist bowlers and, and trust your top six to to do the job with the bat. But that's that's the way they've gone, and, and you know credit to them for for doing that and 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 putting the pressure on your top and middle order to win you games with the bat. Uh, they're doing that. Someone is putting their hand up every single game. Uh, and and it's looking it's looking efficient uh, and it's looking powerful without without the panic. Um, so yeah, you, you'd think they'd approach that Pakistan game who do look panicked. I mean, even in beating the Netherlands yesterday in the game before South Africa, they they took the long the long and scenic route about <laughs> it. You know, it was it was a chance to boost their own net run rate, and they've decided to lose some cheap wickets at the end. Um, but they're Mavericks, you know. The the thing with Pakistan is that their attack is quite similar to South Africa's, and in, in just how they can blow you away up front, and and, and South Africa will be wary of that. Um, but they'll approach that game with a lot, a lot of confidence. I think beating India um, under pressure is 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 something that any major nation would take because you know that wherever you play India, you're always playing against twelve with the crowd, you know, fully behind them. So. The fact that they were able to do that in Perth yesterday bodes well for the rest of the tournament. You spoke about role definition and clarity, and that does seem to have been a very, very um, systematic clinical planning um, about the the way that the Proteas have have gone. I mean, I I strongly suspect that um, that the decision to uh, 
when to play Shamsi was was made before the tournament started. I mean, uh, you know, Mark Bouch is a big one for long term planning. Um, and, and so I wonder whether there might be changes, whether we might get a look at, at Marco Janssen, for example. Um, again, I mean, the Pakistan game is at Sydney. So I suspect Shamsi will come back for, for that. But do, do you think um, that there are any other changes? That's the only one that I, I can see is um, is the sort of the Ngidi Shamsi um, one or the other. Or do you think that Janssen might make an appearance? Yeah, you'd love to see Janssen make an appearance. And given the form that he's in, you'd also love to see Ariza Hendricks get a look in. Um, I know that it's the elephant in the room that you know a lot of people are having a lot to say on social media about. But, you know, you're, the captain is still not making runs. Um, and all well and good that Quinny and Riley and, and Miller and, and now Markram as well are contributing. But uh, you, you'd dearly, dearly love to get contributions from, from the whole top order. So I think if, if, if you look at the way that South Africa played against India, the one, the one concern ongoing is, is, is Temba Bavuma's form. And, you know, the way that he went out against India sort of worries you because you're now sort of trying to recreate the wheel. If you go out playing your normal shots and you nick off or you get a good ball and you get LBW, that's one thing. But ramping is not something that Temba Bavuma has traditionally done. But the fact that he's now going to try and recreate shots that other players play with more confidence and it's just not his game, um, it tells you that the pressure is, you know, almost becoming unbearable. And, and, and that's a question mark. And you've got Ariza Hendricks, obviously, who's in the form of his life. Um, that's, that's the only change that maybe they, they, they would think about because you can't ignore it forever. When you get to the crunch... You, you're going to need that whole 11 firing on all cylinders because you're either going to run into New Zealand or England or Australia in that semi-final. Um, and n- never mind on the field, they'll they'll let you know um, in the build-up that the, your captain is under pressure and they expect they expect you to you know to to pick him because he's your captain and the fact that he hasn't made runs. But they'll know that they've got a, a soft uh, soft centre to, to to aim at right up at, at the top. So. There is that one serious, serious issue that South Africa have, and, and it has not gone away. Um, but in terms of the rest of them, um, Shamsi, you'd expect to, to, to get, well, Shamsi and Janssen, you'd expect them to get a run against Netherlands uh, because, you know, we've done it before. We've taken players to World Cups and no one has played, and it does affect morale. So if that was the game that they identified as, you will play when we play one of the qualifiers uh, and will refresh, whether it's a Parnell or whoever else. Um, then you know, fair enough, and and you would you would like to think that they've they've thought that far ahead and said if we're in a position, we'd we'd like to give everyone a run. About five or six months ago, Mark Boucher was asked about um, the captain's strike rate, and um, and he said we have identified that we know that it's not ideal. And we're working on some more scoring options for him. That was that was pretty much the the ballpark quote, and and it just seems now that um, that Temba has been practicing some new tricks, and now wants to play them all the time. And and that's such a shame because it's not like he lacks conventional shots. You just like to see him hitting down the ground. I mean, against Bangladesh, he faced two balls and played two reverse sweeps. Um, 
uh, sorry, against Zimbabwe that was, against Zimbabwe. He's played two balls, he's played two reverse sweeps, and, and, and he's made 10 off 15 balls against India. And as you said, I mean, I, of those 15 balls, okay, the 15th one got him out, he was playing a, a ramp shot, but how many conventional Temba Bavuma shots did he play in the other 14 balls? He was, he was doing also, I mean, he, he played another attempted ramp, which he got a top edge for six over the keeper's head. So, I mean, the point about learning new tricks is <laughs> save them up for a special occasion. Yeah, and, and and nothing gives an opposition bowling unit more confidence than seeing a player doing things that he doesn't normally do. It just tells you that there's 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 a panic, and it's a matter of time. Uh, when you're playing your normal strokes and hitting fielders, but you're coming out the middle of the bat, that's different. But when you're now starting to shift around the crease try to reverse sweep or give yourself room and it's not your game it's nothing that you've ever done before why would you start trying to roll those out in the middle of a world cup tournament uh so for all the trying to give extra options it's actually adding confusion um you've got to play your natural game that's what got you there uh, and if your natural game is, is is not good enough to find the gaps and make the runs and keep up the tempo there's other players in the team who do do that playing their natural game. So, you know, it's it, it's starting to look like a bit of panic. Um, and, and and like you say, Boucher saying that we're working on extra options. You shouldn't have to work on extra options. Your natural game should be enough to find gaps, pierce, you know, pierce the field or go over the top. But you should have enough in your arsenal. And 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 when he was playing before he did. So it's a lack of confidence. Um and like I said, if you start seeing a, a, a player who you you've known to play in one style suddenly trying to adopt all these other things. It just it just tells you that there's definite panic and it's a matter of time before you get him out. And as has happened in this tournament, he's gone out again and again and again, trying things that are unusual. The quality and importance of his captaincy is the great unquantifiable thing, though, isn't it? I mean, I, I know that, um, that you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not buying into my theory that um, Aaron Finch and... And uh, Kane Williamson are in a similar situation. <laughs> I'm not sure that either of them would get into their strongest uh, starting eleven, but um, they are held in such high esteem um, and regarded with such respect by their teammates that I think they'd be horrified um, if either of those two considered leaving themselves out. Um, but but you know there is a similarity between the three of them, and and Bavuma is held in enormously high regard by his players. Absolutely massive. There's there's a there's a lot of respect for the way that he handles a team. That he he he, he juggles that bowling unit. Um, there's a sense of calm on the field. Um, but you know we can't get away from the fact that your primary job is still to score runs at the top of the order, or at least score runs at a decent enough rate, not to put the team under pressure. We you know we've spoken in previous episodes about guys like Riley Rousseau who either get in and get going or get out immediately. Personally, I wouldn't mind if Timber Bavuma is failing with a naught of two or three balls and, 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 and moving on. But if you gobble up 12, 13, 14, 15 balls and you've only scored three, four, five, the amount of pressure that it adds on everyone else to sort of get going straight away. And we've said that a lot of that middle order of South Africa needs the time to assess and, 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 and then get going. You know, to, to make a cold start and start hitting sixes is freakish 
and very few have managed to do it in history. You still need the time. But if that time has been taken up and then wasted, it, it adds so much more pressure. It makes the job so much harder for, for the people who come behind. Um, so, yeah, it's we've said it now for weeks. It, it is a problem, and, 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 and I don't know who makes that call. Um, it doesn't seem as if they're going to make that call, uh, but it would, it would be a terrific pity with all the warning signs there. South Africa lost the game because they just didn't have enough tempo up front and, and knowing what you have. And, uh, and you know, the way that these things work, inevitably there'll be a Reza Hendricks who comes out six months from now and saying, I felt in the form of my life, I don't understand why I didn't get one crack at a T20 World Cup on the back of a, a year where I was T20 player of the year and scored four four fifties in five games. And I felt like I'd figured it out. You know, how do you answer that question? We'll take a short break and then we'll try and answer it. You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube, or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies, and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on podcast. We speak cricket. Okay, so um, just wrapping up on, on Temba Bavuma, my point is you said that you wouldn't mind if he made naught off two balls. Um, and uh, and you know and the and the scoreboard kept moving and and the game kept moving forwards. I just think, and I think the stats will back me up here, is that um, he his natural game allows him to score at a runner ball. And in fact, if he if he plays a long innings, his his natural his career strike rate is closer to one hundred and twenty. Okay, it's not, it's not going to be the the hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty of a of an Aaron Finch in form or or, or a um, like Glenn Phillips or. Um, uh, you know that there's lots of, of guys these days that scored 150. He's never going to be that man. But um, just if if he did just play his natural game and scored out a runner ball, there's so much firepower in that middle order that that wouldn't that wouldn't be incongruous. That'd be fine, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course, absolutely. If 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 one of your players is is turning strike over, going around a ball, sure, there's there's value for that. You know, we saw. Uh, Surya uh, the other day for India for a long time he was just nerdling along at runner ball and the thing is at the moment when you're short of confidence you're not even putting the, the half bad ball away for four there's there's no pressure on the bowler and, and, and T20 is about you know as much as possible putting as much pressure on those 120 balls as you can um, and when bowlers are bowling with more and more security because they know that you you lack the conviction to just even take a risk, it's it's problematic. Um, you know, you start thinking. You used to joke about it. There's certain players that you'd, you'd almost want to keep in. Um, if you start thinking like that because you want to keep someone in because they're not hurting you at all, um, that's a that's that's a bad place to be because you're hurting your team the longer that you're out in the middle. So rotating the strike and 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 making sure that you know your best players, your Rileys, your Quinnies, your Millers have enough balls because that's that's the trick. You've only got 120 balls. You've got to make sure that the, the majority of those deliveries are faced by people who can inflict the most damage. If you are not a big hitter, your job in that team is to turn over the strike and give it to those who are going to do the most damage. We've had so many interesting um, 
situations in T20 cricket now because every ball is an event and uh, and and jeepers the analysts and the statisticians are having a field day um you know that what you've got to do is is lay half a claim to be a, a a cricketing statistician or analyst and there'll be a team somewhere who will hire you and there was a game the other day that um that got off to a delayed start because um the, the the bowling side were waiting to see which batter was on strike and to, to get the right bowler to for the matchup and so there was a little game of cat and mouse going as both openers walked to the strikers end because they wanted to see which bowler was going to bowl um, and and I just want to make the point that there, you're not being facetious when you say that a fielding side at, at some uh, at point at, this has genuinely happened have tried to keep a batsman in. Um, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't go to the extent to say that they would deliberately drop a catch, but I know. I know for a fact that um, you know that the ring fielders all drop to the very edge to give a guy who's struggling a single off the last ball of the over to keep him on strike. And I mean, heaven help us. That that would be awful if that happened to to Temba at a World Cup. No, for sure. But you know, we're talking about some of the shrewdest captains and bowlers. Who knows that you know there's there's certain lengths just like South Africa bowling to India knew that if you're back of a length just outside off, KL Rahul and and Rohit Sharma are you know unless they literally swing across the line, they can't really do much. You know, Virat Kohli can sort of play at very late hands and nudge it to third man, and you saw Rahul trying it and he got out. There's there, every batsman has a weakness, and once once your weakness becomes a strength to the opposition because they can bowl to it. In this shortest format where you say that every single ball is an event, that becomes a big problem because every event gets bigger and bigger. The pressure mounts, the pressure mounts, the pressure mounts, and, and the opposition get more and more strength of the fact that we are in control of what you're doing with the bat. Unless you give it away and you don't want to give it away because you've now been there for two, three overs and you feel the burden of paying back the balls that you've sort of wasted up to that point, it's... It's such a conundrum uh, because then you get out and it's five of 20. And it's like, why were you there for 20 balls if you're going to get out? So it's in your interest to stay in and try and turn it around. But it's in the opposition's interest to keep you there because you can't turn it around. It's a, you know, it's it's like quicksand, I suppose. And the harder you try, the harder it is to actually hit. And, and that's what it looks like. And that's what it, I'm sure it feels like to Temba. I actually don't know how you reverse that, especially facing world-class attacks. Don't know how. What do you think? Uh, who, who do you think is in charge of um, of the the uh, the the World Cup vibe inside that South African change room? Um, there are a couple of players that um, have that have been there before, that have uh, been in teams that have uh, headed towards and into semi-finals um, before things have imploded. Um, yeah, Mark Boucher, you know, he during his playing career, he was the hardest human being on earth you know there was no soft side to him and I kind of wondered whether that might have changed now that he's a coach but having read uh, Faftu Prasi's book it would appear not uh, it would appear that he's still the hardest man in cricket um, so so there needs to be um, a, a softness doesn't there? there there needs to be someone who uh, an icebreaker someone who can um, ease the tension um, and and you know remind each other that that it's not life and death actually um and that uh, they learn to they need to be able to relax if they do, if and when they do get to the semi-final so who who might those 
characters and personalities be? Well, I definitely know that Shams in every team he's in can't help himself. He <laughs> he's full of banter. He he's full of terrible music choices and and and, and pranks, and that helps. Um, and that doesn't change. But you know, w- one of the surprises is a guy, Anrek Nokia, who lives every moment. I mean, he, you know, he, he says it almost innocently that he's, he's he's living a dream that he never thought would ever come to, to fruition. And and as he's got into the team and he's, thank goodness, injury free. You know, more and more of his personality has come out. He and Chamsey actually did an off the cuff interview together, <laughs> post match, and and and. It, you can see that you know once players get comfortable around each other, um, there's you know there's there, there, there's there's a sort of natural flair to just have fun, and and he is you you bowl 150 k's an hour, your job is pretty cool. You scare people for a living. Um, off that, you're you know you're a big softy, and 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 Anrich Nokia has got an infectious personality. Um, there's others, I think. Dave, Dave Miller will, will always have his inner child not far from the surface. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's always good when you get fresh energy. Uh, and I think uh, an Anrich Nokia and the way that he's approached it um, and the way that he's taken everything that's come to him. You know, he missed the World Cup because of injury just when he thought he was breaking onto the scene. Everything that's happened, he calls it a blessing. And, and, and you can see he enjoys absolutely every moment. And being around that uh, for somebody who's doing as well as he is can only be good for the team because you know it's genuine um, and, you know, you'd, you'd hope that it feeds off these young guys like Stubbs. You'd hope they feed off that kind of energy and, well, and then Shamsi being Shamsi. I mean, you know, even even a guy like Kesh will surprise you. Um, again, absolutely terrible music choices, but fancies himself as a style icon, um, likes to, you know... It's funny when you get these pranksters who then have to run a team talk and, 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 and be stern and serious. But just two seconds ago, they were, you know, taking the absolute mickey and dancing along the corridor. But there's a few of them, and, and it's important. It's a, long, it's a longish World Cup, and they were obviously in India beforehand. So there's been a lot of time to build up good team spirit, and, and you can see it. They're, they're, you know, there's people enjoying each other's successes and, and sharing each other's pressures. Um, and that helps massively on a field that helps and you even a Quinny de Kock who's obviously had his struggles and, and and changed a few things in his life you can see the enjoyment on the field he, you know he he's one of those who wears his expressions fully on his face he can't hide it there's definitely a sense of enjoyment even in the field if Quinton de Kock is not shouting at fielders for throwing badly at him and throwing at his toes instead of over the stumps you know he doesn't care but when he's shouting it whether it's KG or Miller you know that he's fully, you know, he's fully engaged and, 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 and you've seen that throughout the tournament. Okay, we'll take a final break and uh, when we come back, we'll talk SA20. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. Okay, there's another tournament going on during the um, T20 World Cup, and that is the Cricket South Africa uh, T20 Challenge, the the domestic uh, tournament between um, the eight First Division provinces here in South Africa. And... 
I know that um, you've probably been far too busy to, to catch much of it. Um, and I can tell you, uh, Sam's, without being disrespectful, that you're not missing much. Um, it, it really, there's been some pretty ordinary cricket. You know, there have been a couple of highlights here and there. And one of the main reasons is that the whole tournament is being played at the same venue, at the JB Marks Oval in, in Pochestrum, on three pitches. They've now had... 26 games on and they're using three pitches um so i feel very sorry for for the for the players i mean you know you know they're getting really low and slow and taking undue turn um you know we're getting to the point now where runner ball's pretty good you know if you get 120 um and so it's that's been sad it's been disappointing and it's not conducive to to good cricket and, and what the other thing that is even sadder is that it's pure unadulterated evidence of the finances uh, that uh, Cricket South Africa find themselves in and why they need the SA20 so desperately um, and this cash injection. I mean, the bottom line is they couldn't afford to fly the teams around, to play each other home and away. It had to be played at one venue where everybody could stay at the University of Pochestrum. Um, and it, it's, I mean, have you seen much of it? I've, I've seen bits and pieces, uh, and not just this season, but, you know, the last three seasons. And I know another part of the reason initially was during COVID, you kind of had to keep everyone in a bubble, so it made sense to stay in one hotel and use one venue. But the first thing that it affects is is the quality of the cricket because, as you say, as it gets lower and lower and lower, I, I remember a few years ago, Keshav Maharaj and someone else were opening the bowling at Kingsmead because it was just so low and slow. It's it's actually becomes an inferior product, you know, before a ball has been bowled because you're playing on such a used pitch. It does not encourage good stroke play. It, it becomes a, a case of survival, you know, when part-timers are suddenly becoming frontline bowlers because it's turning so much. So... Yeah, the cash injection is desperately needed. Um, there have been some good performances. I've seen Grant Rolifson has made runs. Dolphins are in the mm -hmm. semis. Devil Brevis made some runs. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it, it needs to change. And, and, and you do need to play on fresh surfaces around the country and take the game around again. Um, and hopefully the injection that comes with the SA20 does change the way that they organize that. Because at the moment, it's it's almost a tick boxing boxing exercise and, and it's, it's it's unfair preparation for for most of those players have you been uh, enjoying the the social media um activities around the six franchises i just want to um because i've been writing a couple of pieces on the performances of um of the sa20 players at the the t20 world cup the pretoria cup it's interesting actually um because the west indies were knocked out um and that that took out five um players who are playing in the SA20. Um, so there are 26 players um, in the SA20 who are playing at the World Cup. Um, Mumbai Indians Cape Town, my Cape Town has four. Pearl Royals, four. Um, Sunrisers Eastern Cape has four. Uh, the Durban Supergiants would have had five if they're two West Indians, uh, Kyle Mayers and... Um, is it Johnson Charles? Um, who? Uh, oh, Reese Topley as well. He was injured. He's also a Durban Super Giant. So they've only got three. The Joburg Super Kings um, have got three players at the World Cup. The Pretoria Capitals have eight. <laughs> That's. I just keep looking at this Pretoria Capitals squad, thinking, how did 
do they have the same budget? Because there's there's Phil Salt, Riley Rousseau, Jimmy Neesham, Wayne Parnell, Adil Rashid, Anrich Norkia, Kushal Mendes, and Josh Little, who took 16, the Irish left-arm seamer, took two for 16 in three overs against um, uh, against England in that, in that upset win. Um, but it's... I really, I do have really enjoyed the... The, the presence that um, that the SA20 franchises have, are already creating. Yeah, I actually watched, a, I think they call it Paul's TV. Um, yes, it was a, I saw uh, that. And it's such a, you know, it's fascinating. I mean, if you, if you love documentaries and human stories, you, you love to see what goes into the thinking behind the scenes. And to see those meetings of, of how they're going to approach the auction and you know, what they were willing to, to put up for a single player right from the get-go when it was still Shamsi and Gidi and Janssen and a few others. It, it, it makes, you know, look you, you look at the auction in a completely different sense. And, and, and that's, you know, these embedded crews and, and, and the ability to, to really be in the change room. That's what fans thrive on. Um, and you hope that the rest of them do the same because obviously they've got bigger budgets. I mean, that looked like a really polished production that had a lot of thought and, 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 and multiple cameras sort of in the room. And, you know, the one and only is a pretty hotel, but they made it look even prettier. Um, so, <laughs> you know, they, you'd hope that that necessary polish comes to South African cricket every summer because do need it. Um, and, and, and there is obviously a lot of fun and um, that, that, that goes into preparing teams for what will be an adventure come January. Thank you very much indeed, Zams, and thank you to you uh, for listening or watching. South Africa here on 99.94. We speak cricket every day and we share it with you every other day. Uh, so please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at, at Neil Manthorpe and at WhamZam17 for Langani. In the meantime, thanks for your time. Thanks for your company. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.